Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Folks, what's happening? Let me tell you something. Texas is the microcosm of the type of politics that we have in this country. A politics that is not prepared for emergencies. We have so many examples that tell us the story. And it is important for us to tie the pull tie the knots. It's important for us to string the lines together in the points. It is important for us to point this out. We've had two major disasters that affected Texas. Many major disasters that have affected the United States of America. And the response of these disasters are directly proportional to the policies of the government in power. Uh, If we go to the coronavirus... If we take a look at the coronavirus, we had a similar event back under uh, democratic government, democratic control, progressive control, control based on science, and it was averted. We didn't get the pande- we didn't get the S uh, S one N one virus. It was mitigated. We didn't get an explosion of the other virus. I, I can't remember the name of the virus out of the Congo, out of Africa. It was mitigated. Why? Because we were proactive. We used science. We went to the other countries and was a part of the solution. But here in America, here under control of governments that decide that they are going to do things their way, austerity, non-science, we get the results that we have. People, when are we going to see the light? Ebola, thank you so kindly. We averted Ebola. We averted N1N1. We averted these diseases. The title of the show today, the title of the show today is Texas Electric Grid Failure Proves GOP Policy Failures. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki shines. I am so impressed with the current press secretary that we have. She is such a good uh, press secretary. She knows how to handle everything right. But anyhow, let's go ahead and start with the issue uh, about... I, I tell you what, since I'm coming back, I want to make, make one important point. Our policies dictate how we solve problems. Our policies dictate how we solve problems. But let's listen to uh, this uh, w- one of the leaders of one of the biggest counties out here in Texas, and then we'll take it on the other side, my friends. Let's go. A lot of local officials out there who are wondering what the heck is going on in Texas, what happened to the power grid, and what do all these outages mean for vaccine storage? Joining me now is the chief executive of Dallas County, Judge Clay Jenkins. Judge, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Can I just ask you, I think a lot of us looking at Texas right now are wondering, it's on its own power grid. It's not part of the power grids of the rest of the country. What exactly went wrong here? What went wrong here was the last uh, two governors had policies, the current governor and the one that, uh, that was before him, had policies that valued uh, rock-bottom prices for, for um, commercial large users um, over um, all else, including protecting residential customers uh, when there is a, a, an extreme weather event. Uh, and so what you see is in all the other states around us, like Oklahoma, who have similar weather, they're not seeing that problem because they, they have regulatory requirements that'll, that require you to winterize 
uh, your equipment, if you're a generator, require you to either use a certain material or bury at a certain depth if you're a gas pipeline company. But here in uh, Texas, gas pipelines are regulated by a group called the Texas Railroad Commission, and uh, uh, those are all elected officials. And then uh, the generation is done by appointees of Governor Perry in the past and now Governor Abbott. And they simply have not asked for these sort of protections for consumers that are present in the other 49 states. Does that line up with the accusation that I was reading in the Houston Chronicle today that that basically the the ERCOT grid and excuse me if I'm mispronouncing it collapsed in exactly the same manner as what what this person is calling the old Soviet Union? It limped along on underinvestment and neglect until it finally broke under predictable circumstances. Basically, that they weren't charging enough for the electricity that they were generating that costs more to generate it than it did to uh, than they were taking in. Yeah, um, that's right. It costs a little bit more, for instance, to put a winter package on your generation, whether that be a wind turbine or, or a uh, lignite coal, which we don't have much of anymore, or a gas power plant. Uh, that wasn't required. You can't expect the, the uh, companies to do something that's not required that would make their plant cost more than their competitor's plant. Uh, and then and that all falls on the governor. And then you've got the Railroad Commission, which is three other elected officials. And those officials didn't require those gas pipelines to be buried deep enough or to use the right material to not freeze. So one of the big problems that we have right now with generation is the plants uh, can't operate because the gas that is going to that plant um, is, is um, frozen. And that's on the Railroad Commission, three elected Republicans. And then the rest of the problems fall on the regulation done by ERCOT uh, at the direction of, of the last two governors who appoint uh, the boards there and basically tell them uh, what to do. Yeah, it's just like, you know, truly the perfect storm hit you guys down there or hit you guys down in Texas. Um, what, well, a, what a storm mess. that hit uh, us. We wish you, we wish the storm you. that hit us, though, hit us with the decisions that, uh, governors made over the last 10 years. Bad weather is predictable, and bad policy has a consequence when bad uh, things happen. Exactly. Bad weather is predictable. Bad policy is something that's man-made. Now, let's, let, let me get something clear. Sarah Brown, welcome aboard Politics Done Right. I just need to push back a little bit of what you said. You said Texas receives 23% of its power from wind turbines. The turbines froze, resulting in 23,100 megawatt loss. Uh, no grid in the country could handle losing a quarter of their generation when demand surged. Let's, let's, let's uh, partition that a bit. Yes, we lost 23% of the power from, uh, or rather, we get 23% of the power from turbines. We didn't lose all of it, number one. Number two, we have turbines operating in Antarctica. We have turbines operating in Denmark. We have turbines operating everywhere else. If we had the proper regulations that said this snowstorm, this ice storm was a possibility, how, given that we are relying 23% of our grid on, on, on wind energy, given that there's a possibility that this can happen, to prevent a grid collapse, what would you then do? You would have 
either the type of windmills that can mitigate this issue or not. Yesterday at Daily Coast, I wrote a piece, and somebody slapped me for the piece. When I said that this, uh, the, the power grid failure in Texas was a direct result of uh, uh, Republican policies, and what are Republican policies? Loose regulations, austerity, and corporations first. And that is, all of those came on, on one, con- convexed on one thing. Let's give an example. An airplane. And this is the example I gave as an answer at Daily Coast. And then everybody jumped on and said, oh, that's right. Here's the deal. You have an airplane. You have thousands of airplanes, uh, jet liners in the air. They all have oxygen tanks and the, the thing that drops down to give you oxygen if the plane decompresses. The thing about it is 99%, 99.9% of planes will never have a decompression event. They will never, ever use those oxygen tanks. They will never, ever use those oxygen masks. But every airplane has to have it on. That was federal regulation that says we must have that. Now, we have power plants that control the lives of millions of people every day, not just when they're flying, throughout the day, throughout their lives. But we don't want regulations that will increase costs a bit to the corporations which anyway gets passed on to the people at a very minimal cost. We don't want that because we want those big fat checks for the executives and the big fat checks for the shareholders. Look, I don't have a problem if a a pizzeria, if if a McDonald's, if somebody that sells clothes want to have those policies for themselves. I don't have a problem with that. Those are not life or death situations. But when it comes to electricity, that does not belong in the for-profit region because, again, what happens in a for-profit region is you try everything to cut costs. And if you're not regulated appropriately, what you have in Texas, a failure. We have two failures. We decided that we would go it alone. We have ERCOT. We have the only grid, standalone grid, not really connected to much except through Dayton and a few others. We are Texas, the secessionists. We are going to do it on our own. Did we, were we able to pull energy from other places? No, our grid is, is isolated except for a few points. Look, folks, this is directly a result of bad Republican policies. And it is not a Republican policies that is just here in Texas. It's throughout the country. It's how we handle COVID and allowed COVID to get out of hand. It's how we handle Katrina and allowed it to get out of hand. It's how we handle healthcare and allowed it to get out of hand. When will we wake up and see the light? We have to invest in people. We have to invest in making sure that corporations don't just think of the bottom line, the profit. These are the things that causes the problem. These are the things that create creates problems. So folks, the article that was mentioned here in the, in, in the uh, article from the Houston Chronicle, and the Houston Chronicle by no means is a liberal paper, but this is how they describe ERCOT, our electrical grid. Ed Hers, an energy fellow in the Department of Economics at the University of Houston, blamed the failures on the state's deregulated power system, which doesn't provide power generators with the returns needed to invest in maintaining and improving power plants. 
the ERCOT grid has collapsed in exactly the same manner as the old Soviet Union, said hers. It limped along on underinvested and neglect until it finally broke under predictable, not unpredictable, predictable circumstances. For more than a decade, generators have not been able to charge what it costs them to produce electricity, said hers. If you don't make a return on your money, how can you keep it up? It's like not taking care of your car. It's like not taking care of your car. Okay? If you don't change the oil and tires, you can't expect your car to be ready to evacuate, let alone get you to work. That is what we're looking at here. And you might ask, wait a minute, the generators, uh, if they're not making as much money to invest, where is all this money making? Because it's not like electricity is super cheap in Texas. But you know what we have, right? We have the generators generate, ERCOT distribute, and we have all these companies that paid kickback to politicians. We have all these many electrical companies that do nothing to produce electricity. They don't, you go to Texas, look on the website, you find hundreds of people who sell electricity. Not one of them produce electricity. They are just middle persons that collect money for the generators at a reduced cost that they cannot charge appropriately, and some middleman, some capitalist middleman, keeps the money for himself for doing absolutely nothing other than billing. Other than billing. That is how our system works. That is how it works. And very few people really understand that. Very few people really understand that. Let me see. Sarah Brown says, all government officials are equally corrupt and government is inefficient. The solution would be to have a grid where those responsible for maintenance are those who live in the affected areas. Uh, I, I beg to differ. All government is not corrupt. There are good people working in government wanting to do good work. Bad government is government. Whenever you hear somebody say government is bad that, and, and they want to be a part of government, something is wrong there. That is what happens. There's no, there is nothing that says the private sector is better than government. There's nothing. The private sector is actually worse than government. Corporations are actually worse than government because they have to cut costs to create profits for themselves, to create uh, bonuses for themselves, and to pay shareholders. A government well-run doesn't have to pay shareholders, doesn't have to pay uh, bonuses or any of that. You just have to have good people working for you. And you can demand that you have good people. Because guess who are your bosses? We are. But we have, we have been taught to take away our own responsibility for our own well-being. And to assign that to somebody else. We have to take back the power. And we have to... And again, we control who we elect and if you continue to elect, let's say in Texas, if you continue to elect Republicans who don't believe in health care, who don't believe in science, who don't believe in having investing in people, investing in schools, making sure your kids are educated, making sure your people are informed, making sure they're insured. If you have a government that believes none of that, then you get what we have in Texas. A small set of rich people that are doing very well, that can live in those beautiful skyscrapers you see downtown, a dilapidated infrastructure for the rest of us, bad health care for the rest of us, 
poor management for the rest of us. And while we have to work with a substandard grid, each one of the homes of those rich people, they have their own personal generator to keep it going. That is the reason why they don't care about investing in the things that affect most of us. Because they have their own mini empires. They have their mini communities. Their mini-gated communities that has its own electricity, uh, replacement water, and everything that they need to survive in their cocoon as they give as little as possible to those who actually do the work. But we have to, we have to stop buying the Kool-Aid and we have to empower ourselves and we have to understand how it works. That's all we have to do. Let's stick to Texas. California is a completely different story. And if you want that story, we can start from when we had Governor Davis and all these other guys. But we won't go there. Please understand Eric Hayes. Stop trying to find scapegoats and solve the problem you have control over here in Texas. We have lousy government run by uneducated. Well, actually, they are educated, and that's what's make it worse. They're educated. They know better, which means they're thugs and they're thieves. That's what our Republican politicians in Texas have to be called out on. They are thugs, Thieves without empathy, sympathy, or anything in between. Sarah says, people making rules that affect an area should be subject to the rules they make. I agree. If those in charge of Flint water had that water in their homes, it would make it safer. I agree. I agree. You can't vilify people that have natural gas generated. I don't vilify people. I have a, I have a gasoline generator. That's not the point. Understand what we're talking about. We are saying these are most people can't afford a, a, a natural gas generator. Most people live in apartments. I have people calling me right now, freezing in their apartments all through Texas. I have people that are coming over because they're freezing. Come on, people. We can do this together. Bridge MCP safe. Texas is the only one running the show and not really hooked up like the rest of the U.S. How the heck can they not plan for the worst unless they do believe in climate? They, again, you're, you bridge, you hit the money on the head. Exactly. 30 years of Republican leadership got us where we are today. Wake up. That is Marcy Leonard. Thank you, Marcy, for such, prescient, such a prescient statement. Uh, let's see what else I've got here to read uh, from my dear friends. Uh, Deborah John says, F2 always, Egberta, did you see the rally, Trump? I, 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 I saw the rally, yes. Uh, more generation via coal as they have been shuttered. The coal generation has nothing to do with this problem. We don't have a lack of generation. We have a lack of regulation to keep these power plants active at all costs. Robert Williams says, we actually requested help from Mexico. Actually, that is true. <laughs> okay, uh, David Rossi said frozen water vapor in gas lines was the main cause of power failures. David Reseter, you are a genius, and thank you for telling, uh, pointing that out. In fact, the the judge who I played earlier stated that distinct fact. We had all these water vapor because of the temperature, and it really caused a lot of these plants to go down. But that should not have occurred. That can be mitigated. That can be mitigated, and that is what we're saying. Regulation prevents these things that we know happen. But our people, they don't like regulations. They don't want regulations, right? They're anti-regulations. People, 
let's get with the program. Anyhow, uh, we're a bit late, but I got to go ahead and start doing my ask for the show, and that is to say, please, if you are on YouTube right now, folks, please consider joining our posse. To join our posse, just click on that Join button and become a member of our posse. That was the PDR posse was named by Bridge MCP, one of our regulars right out here. If you're not on YouTube, if you are currently on Facebook or Facebook Live or or um, whatever other network uh Periscope or Twitch, you can go to YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, so become a member of our Politics Done Right Posse, PDR Posse. You can also go ahead and support us via our Patreon, go to politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon, Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon, or you can also support us at PayPal, politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Why do you want to support Politics and Right? What we do is we take things a step further than you would get in the news media in not only what we do on our show here, but we write three to five blogs every day to keep this progressive message into the space. The right wing has a whole lot of people who write all these, these products and papers, etc., so that search engines pick those up. We have to counteract that somehow. That's what we do. Several blogs a day, several videos a day to make sure we maintain and become a part of the solution and informing our brothers and sisters of what's really happening throughout this country and not just what you're going to see on TV. So please support us by going to politicsandright.com slash PayPal or politicsandright.com slash Patreon. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or if you're on YouTube, just go ahead and hit that join button. We need your support. That is how we make it. That book that you see on the screen right now, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right Wing, uh, or rather, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors is a book I wrote about how do we engage others. We can't just do this on the progressive side. We have to get everybody involved. And how do we get everybody involved? We listen, we listen, we talk, we talk, we engage, we engage. We don't fight, but we engage and we try to educate each other. You can get the book at uh, Amazon. I've just added the link to the uh, feed right there to get the book. It's worth it how to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. Now, if you want to cuddle up the middleman, meaning Amazon, you can go directly to our store at politicsandright.com slash store. There you can get our hoodies, T-shirts, and all that good stuff, or cups. Uh, one of our own members, Bridge MCP, designed our cup called... And take a look at our cup. That cup is that cup identifies who we really are. We believe in we the people. In other words, we believe in educating all of us together. And not only being educated, but being active and making a difference. So if you look at that cup, it says, join the PDR posse. She said, hey, we need a cup. I said, okay, we'll make the cup. You design it, and I'll get it made. And there's a cup for you. And one of our members, again, another member bought it and said, hey, let me send you a picture. And by the way, Bridge MCP is supposed to be sending me a picture with the cup anytime soon. But there is Norman with his cup taking care of the mug. Taking care of the mug. Linda E. got a mug. All right, Linda E., uh, take a picture with that mug and send it in for me, as well as Bridge MCP. Send that mug. All of you, send me the picture with the mug so that I can expose you on politics done right. We have some more videos that we need to show you, but again, please go ahead and click that Join button. If you join right now, I'll call you out right now. Anyhow, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, I, I think I've hit Texas enough. 
I've, I've told you enough about Texas as far as what bad government does. We've seen how bad government have destroyed our economy with COVID. We have seen how bad government has just about killed a few Texans with this cold that we cannot get rid of because of the power failures, 33% of Texans without power. And we have seen how bad government has killed Texans, 2003, two, north of 2000. Texans every year because we as a state decided not to accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. And what that meant is a lot of people who could have gotten health care didn't. And what happened to them? They died. This is documented by several universities that we as a society have used ideology and have killed people with this type of conservative Republican ideology. I should say uh, right-wing Republican ideology. Good Republican ideology is something you can work with. It, it helps us create uh, it, it helps us balance out the way things are, but the kind of ideology we have right now is unworkable. Anyhow, folks, let's go ahead and talk about Jen Psaki. I love the new press secretary. She is so good. Check this out. The mainstream media is back to form, framing all discussions through the eyes of the GOP, through the eyes of the obstructors, through the eyes of those people who attempt to get nothing happening in Congress, and yet they somehow try to make it seem as if Democrats have control over what these Republican politicians are going to do. It's no, they have absolutely no control. So therefore, the questions are generally asked the wrong way. But I want you to take a look at how uh, White House Press Secretary uh, Jen Psaki took care of it. Check this out, and when we'll take it on the other side. Mitch McConnell said on the Republican opposition to COVID relief, he said this is going to help unify their party. He said, I don't think many Republicans are going to be up for many things that are coming out of this administration. You remember what Mitch McConnell said in 2010 about the Biden administration, about the Obama administration. Then he said the single most important thing we want to achieve is for President Obama to be a one term president. So I guess my question is what lessons were learned from then? And given McConnell doesn't see any political political incentive to work with Democrats, can you work with someone? Who isn't motivated to work with you? Well, the president has known uh, Senator McConnell for some time, and he's speaking, spoken with him a number of times, and he's certainly hopeful that they can find a way to work together in addressing uh, the, the uh, challenges facing the American people. Uh, but I don't know if it's about lessons for us as much as, you know, the country's You're looking... Uh, well, well, here's the thing, though. The country is looking for action. I mean, the country is looking for progress, for solutions on COVID, on the economy. Uh, the package that the president has proposed has the support of uh, almost three quarters of the public in most polls. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure what numbers uh, Senator McConnell is looking at, um, but the American people have been clear what they're looking for. And uh, if they make a decision, uh, Republicans in Congress, Senator McConnell, to vote against the will of their constituents, I would suggest you ask them uh, why that's smart politically for them to do. Now, reporters have a tendency to also shape opinion. The question should have been, what lessons should the GOP learn from having followed a GOP Trumpist uh, ideology and lost the Senate, the House, and the presidency? That is the question given the context in which he is speaking. But as usual, we always have a bias of reporters thinking they have to try hard, bend over backwards to give some sort of solace to the GOP 
as opposed to the solace needed by the American people. Well, folks, first, before I get any further, I think I need to go ahead and say give a big, a big, big thank you to Susan uh, Kajilis. Susan Kajilis, thank you so kindly for being our newest member of the PDR Posse. Your, your, your membership, and I, I mean this from the depths of my heart, your membership along with all the other memberships that we have make us, gives us the ability to do what we are doing here with you, without what you, without your, without your contribution, without you being a part of the posse, without you helping us out, we simply could not do it. So, kudos to whom again? Let's go ahead and put her uh, her info right here on the screen. Go ahead and say thank you so kindly, Susan Kigelis, for being a part of the PDR posse who just joined. Who else is going to join with? Our new member, Susan. Come on, let's go ahead and join with Susan. Anyway, she is a wonderful, she is a wonderful spokesperson for the Biden administration. I mean, when you think about how she did it, and I wrote a blog at Daily Coast about this issue as well, right? She is so civil. She is so articulate. What she did is she went ahead and just laid out the case and said, in effect, in, and she didn't quite say it this way, but in effect, she said, why aren't you asking Republicans why they don't support the vast majority of Americans? Over 67% of Americans want the policies that's in the, new, in, in the new COVID relief bill. Most Americans want it. So don't come and ask Dr. Biden why is it he cannot come to an agreement with Mr. Uh, with the Republicans, don't ask that question. Ask the Republicans, why are they so far away from what the American people want? That is the real question. And when you st- and again, all of us have to stop being on the defensive for having values that most Americans want. That is the first thing I want to say here. And this is very important for all of us that are listening, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or otherwise. It is important for us to ask this question. Why do we allow those who don't do best for the American people, why do we allow them to put us on the defensive? Let me show you another way she handled yet another question. This one had to do with abortion. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. A right-wing reporter comes into the White House interviewing uh, room, and he thinks he's going to ask a gotcha question that's somehow going to stump Jim. Saki, the White House press secretary. Let's take a look at this and watch how she handles it very appropriately. So remember, folks, America is made up of a whole lot of people, and most people support the policies of this president. Check this out. Uh, go ahead in the back. Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, Owen Jensen, EWTN, Global Catholic Network. So, regarding the American Rescue Plan, groups like pro-life groups, including the Susan B. Anthony list, very concerned that millions of U.S. taxpayer dollars will go to the abortion industry in violation of the Hyde Amendment. We know where President Biden stands on the Hyde Amendment, but that being said, can this administration right now guarantee, if the American Rescue Plan is passed, that no taxpayer dollars will go to the abortion industry? Which component of the American Rescue Plan are you referring to? I pull it up right here. Uh, a $50 million funding increase for the Title X program. Uh, $750 million for global health activities and billions in funding for 
community health centers without applying the Hyde Amendment? Well, the president's uh, view on the Hyde Amendment is well known, as you have stated in your question. He also believes that community health centers are a uh, key um, part of addressing the pandemic, of ensuring that people in communities uh, have access to vaccines, have access to treatment and information about uh, about um, making sure they're healthy and their loved ones are healthy. So that remains a priority to the president. He's shared his view on the Hyde Amendment. Uh, I don't think I have anything new for you. Okay, to follow up on that, can you guarantee Americans who don't want their tax dollars, pro-life Americans who don't want their tax dollars, funding abortion? Can, well, you, can the administration guarantee those tax dollars won't well, be I think, Owen, as I've just noted, three-quarters of the public supports uh, the components of the package, wants to see the pandemic get under control, wants to see people put back to work, vaccines and arms. So I think that answers your question. Okay, we're going to move on. I always find those kinds of questions fascinating. You know, it is like, can you guarantee that none of our tax dollars are going to be used to build an F-16 that drop bombs on innocent kids? Can you guarantee us that none of our tax dollars will go to inhumane evangelical churches? Can you guarantee us that none of our tax dollars are going to be used to build roads in North Dakota where they are doing things we don't particularly like? I mean, it is, it is bordering on the preposterous. The other topic is we have to protect the rights of the 74 million people who voted for Donald Trump. What about the 81 million people who voted for Mr. El Presidente Biden. Uh, these guys go from the obnoxious to the ridiculous. The truth of the matter is we are a democracy and the winner generally dictates policies. And because we are also a civil country, we also make sure to listen to all sides. Absolutely so. Okay, I mean... My my good friend, my brother, my brother on the right says, Egberto blames everything wrong on government. His solution, more government. Go figure, wrong. I blame where bad government needs to be blamed. I blame it. And who runs bad government? We've already in, uh, explained to you who's done it. And how did we explain it to you? By example, COVID, Katrina, uh, uh, Texas grid, and we can go on and on and on. Bad government is simply that, bad government. Anyhow, so that, so that that's what it is, my friend. Uh, uh, author says, who would have guessed that the giant wind turbine blades accounted for one-fourth of the electricity generated in the state would become so covered in ice? It's amazing, brother author C. Fort. It's not unimaginable that ice sticks to blades, right? There, there's this stuff called airplanes, and airplanes fly in sleet, snow, and everything, and they have procedures to make sure that their wings, which has to keep the airplane up when we are faced with storms that we take care of it and you know these look like like i like i saw a meme earlier today it is easy to see that we have wind turbines in antarctica we have wind turbines in denmark we have wind turbines all over the place why is it that texas didn't put in the regulations necessarily to say if you're going to build turbines where we are going to be dependent on them that they follow the rules to be able to work under all conditions. It may cost a bit more, but you know what? We wouldn't have the situation where people die. Like I said, in, 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 uh, in the current GOP orthodoxy, it is capital first. Actually, in capitalist orthodoxy, because it's not only Republican. This is neoliberal. In capitalist orthodoxy, it is capital first, humanity last. 
It means we think first about how does it affect business, and then we think about human beings. My theory is that we should think about human beings first, and then we build a business model around how human beings work. And if you look at Denmark, that's what Denmark does, right? Denmark and other countries, uh, they've been running away from some of it right now where we've had some right-wing influences. But in general, it is about, let's think about people first. I care about you. I care about your kid. I care about your mother. I care about your brother. I care about you, Paul Fleming. I care about you, Eric Hayes. I care about you, uh, Bridge MCP, Boomer, you. I care about everybody. Therefore, I want policies that make your life better. If we could keep that in our head and not allow the false hate, one of the reasons I say I hug everybody, Republican, Democrat, whatever, I, I, the reason I think that way is if people understand that that is where you're coming from, then you can talk. Then you can talk. Okay, then you can talk. All right, let's see. I blame most of our problems on corporations corrupting government. That is an absolute statement. That is an absolute fact. E says our Houston, Texas government has failed us with the storm, no water, no power. Uh, well, again, if we, well, that's another story. Boomer, the medical practice generally defines their rules because that's how it should work. No gods never were uh, but in books, okay? Bridge, let's see, let's go down here. Eric Hayes, the government says that, but due to mismanagement, the result is not, I'm not sure what that says. But anyhow, folks, so remember, if you're anti-science, if you're anti-regulation, and if you believe in supporting corporations over people, we get the results we got from COVID. We get the results we get from everywhere. Harris County and city is blue. And you know what? Uh, Lena Hidalgo is one. Lena Hidalgo replaced somebody that was three times her age. And she's doing two, two and a half, two times her age. And she's, she's done a, so much a better job than this guy who, uh, who has been terrible Texas for our Houston and Harris County infrastructure. A 29-year-old girl, woman, a 29-year-old woman is running the entire Harris County, the second largest county in the country. And she is running rings around the former person who ran this county. It's amazing. So, uh, and, and when it comes to uh, Mayor, 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 uh, can you believe I can't even remember. I'm so excited I can't remember my mayor. <laughs> anyway, the mayor of Houston, uh, he's doing a darn good job. He's doing a darn good job. And that that I think our mayor is a bit too close with the uh, a bit too close with corporations, but he's doing a darn good job. Anyhow, uh, look folks, let's stop allowing others to divide us. Everything that I say here is corroborated. You can corroborate everything that I've said here. You can question everything that I've said here. In fact, I would love for you to question it so that everything that I think people may have questions about, I can answer. Because it's important for us to really hear the information. It's important for us to know. It's important for us to be able to not... Turner! <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you, Bruce Pollard. Anyhow, let me give a quick salute to all my brothers and sisters that have given me the honor to be here today. Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. E, whatever you're just naming E, okay, that's fine. Michael Rodnan, Carl Cox, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, I got you already. Bridge MCP. Boomer, you welcome aboard. Um, let's see who else do I need to call out. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. 
Lee Grant, my, my right-wing brother, love you, man. Keep on coming. We all learn together. Sarah Brown, thank you for coming. I don't want my tax dollars funding wars. Can they do something about that? You see what I'm talking about, Sarah? So you agree with me, Sarah. Okay, uh, let's continue going. Uh, para ver. Who else? Author C. Fort, welcome to Politics Done Right. Linda E., welcome to Politics Done Right. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's see, I got Lee Grant already. I got all those already, and I'm continuing my scroll up. My scroll continues up. Well, I got a lot of people, but forgive me that I'm passing your name sometimes. Uh, uh, Marcy Leonard, thank you so kindly for being here. Uh, Let's see uh, who else is here that I'm missing. I'm almost there. Sarah Brown, welcome aboard. Uh, Deborah John, welcome aboard. Robert Williams, welcome aboard. Uh, David Resseter, welcome aboard. Uh, Let's see who else. I've got a lot more to go. Help me, help me. I think Daniel Ledeau, welcome aboard. Iris Huttinger, welcome aboard. Paul Fleming, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see. Brianna Applin, welcome aboard. I got Bridge MCPs. Look, guys, thank you so kindly for being here. I know you have the opportunity to be anywhere because that's just how the internet. Hey, P A J T E R R, Pajter. Can you say two story Gorka? I can't say that. Uh, two days, Fabian. I don't know. I'm not going to say that because since I don't know it, what can I say? Look, guys, love you all. But here's the day. Hey, love you too. Egberto will always listen to you on 90.1 FM on Tuesdays. You know what's interesting? Today, right as we're speaking, there's another Politics Done Right that's, that's, that was taped for, you know, we are not in the studio right now at KPFT 90.1 FM. So they are listening to another version of uh, Politics Done Right. I think we are featuring today uh, El Senor Riboldi as well as the president of uh, HPJC, uh, uh, um, uh, Reese, uh, Fred, uh, uh, <laughs> Jeff Reese, he's at, it's there right now. So we have two shows that are actively going on right now. One on KPFT 90.1 FM on air right now, as well as this one right here uh, at the, on, on the internet. Anyhow, folks, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We need members. So please go ahead and click that join button if you are on, on, politi- if you are on uh, YouTube right now. We just cannot do it without you. Egberto, if you get a moment, please make this a topic for tomorrow's show. I'll take a look at it and see if it fits in. I think, actually, as soon as I get off here, I'm interviewing Dr. Richard Wolf. Dr. Richard Wolf. Economist Richard Wolf is who I'll be interviewing tomorrow All right, at 4.30. I'm going to try to turn it around for tomorrow. I don't know if I will be able to, but I'll try to turn it around tomorrow. But he wrote a new book about the pandemic, so we'll be talking to Richard Wolf. Uh, in, actually, I'll be talking to him in about 30 minutes. Um, anyhow, please click that join button, become a member of our PDR Posse. If you're not on YouTube right now, YouTube Live, you can still become a member of our YouTube Posse by going to politicsandright.com slash YouTube, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. You can become a member of our team as well by becoming a, by joining us via Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can support us via PayPal. PayPal is politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And Bridge MCP says, try and join and buy the mug. Thank you very much for your support, Bridge MCP. And thank you for designing that mug, Bridge MCP. Look, folks, I got to get out of here. I got another interview. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out!
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.